Since their creation, he has taught us only to love. I cannot stop. They have brought this judgment upon themselves. They are just lost. It is our place to guide them. It is our place to obey Tell me, Gabriel, you wish to be a son who gives his father what he asks for, or what he needs? Welcome to the nightclub, where God is the one who's tired of all the bullshit. I am your, uh, I don't even know what I am anymore. I'm a Volva. With the mostess. I'm a Volva, from what I've learned on the Discord. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Travis Maxwell Boone. Piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Volva, piece of shit. I'm one too, so don't even try to get offended. You're both Volvos? You're both fine Swedish automobiles? Nice. No, Volvo. Yeah. I'll be cruising. I I thought that was the same thing all my life. So (laughs) I'm learning things now. (laughs) The Chuttles (laughs) Chuttles teach us so much. (laughs) Speaking of the Chuttles, that lovely voice you hear chiming in is uh, (laughs) my co-occupant of the podcraft. That's uh, Rickle Bickles. Um, Thanks for having me. I'm fine. Thanks for asking. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, this is going to be fun tonight. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And over there, that that motherfucker that you hear chiming in is uh Mr. Grindhouse Zombie. What's up, boys? Yeah, he's not howdy, a Volvo. Howdy doody. Uh Howdy doody. No, I'm I am fucking doing fantastic. I am absolutely doing well and you know what? I'm I'm mostly doing well because as we prepped for this show tonight um we we and by i mean we i mean me signed up for quite a quite a heaping helping of work uh breaking down both the movie legion and then trying to discuss um the book of revelations (laughs) and when i dug into it I, i i quickly figured out that i was really out of my depth so what i did in keeping with the way that i do things like over the top and just keeping everything fresh and solid and bringing the fucking knowledge. I brought myself neighbor Todd who. Oh shit. A pastor. Yes. Fun. Pastor What's Todd. Up, neighbor Todd. Pastor Todd is going to school us on the book of revelations and how the movie Legion has nothing to do with the book of revelations. Oh, yeah. Spoiler yeah. <laughs> alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna wait until the revelations bit was done to be like, what the fuck? We only heard two trumpet blasts and we only saw one plague. So, so I was kind of hoping you guys would jump into Revelation so I could hear what you guys uh, had to say about it before I jumped in. So I've read the Bible in my life two times, and this is back in my teenage years. So I'm 33 now. I don't remember hardly shit from it. And when I was a teenager, I didn't understand more than half of it. Okay. I know it's a it's a book full of allegory, and I I, I don't know, I, I don't I couldn't interpret everything. We went but... to public school in my <laughs> movie, so, you know. <laughs> because... But as far as I can tell, Revelations uh, was from the perspective of um, 
that uh, guy. I want to say Paul. Am I right about that? Yeah. No, written by John. 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 Okay. Yeah. So not Ringo. No, no, not not not. <laughs> uh, that guy from Death Valley Days. What's his name? John Wayne. John. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was like, "Listen here, Pilgrim. They're gonna blow <laughs> seven trumpets." Revelations is the apocalypse. It's the end of times. That's that's the end of days. That's when the devil is going to throw down with Jesus. And uh, what you get is seven trumpets going off. You get different plagues, different things coming in. I know you get locusts with the face of people and they wear armor. And that's pretty dope. Um, you get a seven-headed beast that rises out of the sea. Um, a bunch of badass shit happens. And none of that happened in this movie, but a Jesus bunch of come back and spit swords everywhere. Is that a thing? Well, there is a it does the so. sword that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you got you keyed on a lot of the imagery. It's called apocalyptic literature, and a lot of the it's describing clearly describing um, world events, right? Things that are to come. And so when we when we read that, we're looking, hey, what's going to happen? In Matthew twenty four, the disciples asked Jesus. How will we know, right? How will we know when it's the end times? I know we're talking about revelations, but let's back up to Matthew 24 a little bit. And he says, how will we know? And Jesus said, here's, here's the signs. Here's some of the things you'll see. Um, and so I'll give you a time later to go look up Matthew 24. But Jesus says a few things. And it's it, the neat thing that he says in that section, it's sort of like birthing pains. When, uh, when a woman is pregnant, she has these, what do they call those? Um, Contractions. Contractions. Thank you. And you know that something's coming when these contractions happen. And he says, you know, the end is coming when these things happen. Right. And so it's kind of like, and the, you know, a birth is coming when the contractions happen. When these things happen, you know, the end of times are coming. And so everybody's excited about the end of times. That's what I love about Revelation is um, everybody wants to know about it. When I, when I talk to people, sometimes I talk to people about Jesus. They're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but tell me more about this end times thing because I want to know about that. So it gets people excited about the Bible, and I'm excited about the Bible. So then we have some common ground to talk about something. And so you mentioned some of the apocalyptic images, and those are those are definitely uh, themes that are run through Revelations, and those apocalyptic revelations stand for something. And just I, I told Brent I have three versions. I have the very very short version, which is God wins. Um, the and I'll give you the intermediate. <laughs> I, I love that version. The short version is God wins. Uh, the intermediate version is Satan tries to create his own um, rebellion, if you will. He wants to be uh, who God is, and so he creates his own demonic trinity. So there's the the beast, right? The false prophet and the dragon, right? The dragon is clearly Satan. The false prophet is the one that is. That is That's um, Travis. Travis is so, the false prophet. So the beast is the the dragon is Satan, which is the false god. The beast is the one who comes, is the false Jesus, and the and the false prophet is the one who comes, who shines light on the beast, who who is trying to bring worship to the beast is the Holy Spirit. And so Satan creates his own um, devil trinity, if you will, his own his own uh, badass team, and he wants to go up against God. So then you see the forces of, of Satan allied, uh, arrayed on one side. You see the forces of heaven arrayed on the other side. 
And the funny part is, in the battle, the forces of heaven are irrelevant. Jesus takes out all of them by himself. Um, so he's the uh, ultimate badass in Revelation, and uh, and kicks her all the all of their butt by the sword that comes out of his mouth. So, so, so tell me what you told me about this movie. We're going to talk about tonight. Oh yeah, the most it. the most biblical part of that movie is the quote from um, Psalm thirty four eleven at the beginning. Yeah, and what was the rest of the movie? Uh, Bible fan fiction. It's basically Bible fan fiction. <laughs> well, I, I I totally knew that that uh, the end yeah. of times wouldn't be held up in a diner in the middle of the desert. I, I mean, you think of the premise of the movie: God is pissed, and so He's starting the apocalypse. That's not the premise in Revelation. The revelation, the premise in Revelation, is that that Satan wants to take over God's spot. So mm-hmm. Satan is the antagonist in Revelation, and he's he's the one causing the the apocalypse. And basically, God's kind of just fighting back and and says no. And this one, God is God is tired of their bullshit, and he decides they're gonna he's gonna wipe them all out. No, Pastor Todd, is this film blasphemous? No, I mean it's as as blasphemous. It's fiction, so how could it blasphemous for, to me is pat, trying to pass off a lie as the truth, right? And and so if I was to to say this is this is the truth, and this is how we should worship God based upon this film, you know that would be. Uh, more akin to blasphemy, but I'd still, I would just say you're you're joking with me right now. Right, and oh, one little thing I do know about Satan: the term Satan is like a, a it's more of a noun than it actually is like a title. Uh, in the Bible, Satan was just any like insert adversary. Uh, well, Aha, Satan, Satan is what they would call it. The adversary is that well, right? Well, he is the adversary, but he, there there is a there is the person of Satan, right? The the bright morning star described in, in Daniel, the one who has fallen from on high. I wish I would have brought my book of poetry. I had a good poem about Satan. But uh Damn. I love satanic poetry. <laughs> not exactly <laughs> satanic poetry, but um the feel of the poem is do you remember before you fell what it was like? You know, you ever made a mistake like Maybe um, you were in a relationship with a girl and you broke up and you think back like there was there were some good times. I remember those. I wonder if Satan ever like he breaks up with God like a really bad messy really relationship, <laughs> you know? And he's like, oh, man, I had some good times. I wish it was back, you know? Oh and yeah, that, I'm sure. Makes me think of Sunny in Philadelphia when <laughs> Mac and Dennis quote unquote break up. Their, yeah, their yeah. friend their friendship gets gets uh, tumultuous, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I just I read another book um, recently. A friend of mine gave it to me. It's a graphic novel. I don't know if you guys read graphic novels or not, but it's called Ten Questions for James. And in the in the uh, graphic novel, I think you guys would dig it. You should check it out. Um, this guy, he's I don't know. You don't know what's going on with him, but he's in a bar and he's ordering tons of drinks. So he's going to get messed up, and uh, this angel sits across from him and says, "I'll answer any ten questions you want to uh, ask me." And uh, in the book, there's some biblical fan fiction in there where it talks about, I don't know if I'm touching on a nerve with any of you, you or your audience, but I consider the book of Enoch. Have you ever heard of that? A work of yeah, fiction as yeah, well. Yeah, that's that's some apocrypha. Uh, fiction. I do be liking the book of Enoch, though. It, it, yeah. It's a fun, it's a, it's just fun stuff. So he mixes, it's interesting, because it mixes the book of Enoch, because Enoch talks about watchers, right, who were supposed to watch. Yeah, uh, the Nephilim. Uh, yeah, well, the, the watchers were supposed to watch humanity, and instead they fell in love with uh, the women, and then they got together with the women, got busy, and created they'd be, the Nephilim. They'd be fucking. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 did they did the nasties. 
And then that's that's where you get the Nephilim where the giants and the Bigfoots and the you know all those how, 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 oh, how but, no 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 but how is that biblical fiction? Bigfoot? Yeah, how's that fiction? I'm I'm curious. How's it fiction? Yes. Um it doesn't it it's not in Congress with the whole rest of scripture. And well, so yeah. well right, but a bunch of a bunch of dudes left that out. Not God. God some guy wrote that. I lo- I support the book of Enoch. Hashtag Enoch in. <laughs> well, um, you and all of the Ethiopian Orthodox Christians uh, all love the Book of Enoch, but all of the rest of Christian uh, Christianity and all of actually um, Judaism consider it a work of a- interesting fiction. Yeah. Ethiopia is big. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. You'd, they you'd also be, you'd be big with Ethiopian Christians. They're and the they... only really the only ones who really are like. Hey, this Enoch thing is cool. Well, and the and the that, the Jewish that's interesting. Were... I didn't expect any of them. <laughs> <laughs> The Jewish people think that Jesus is a messiah, fiction, fictional messiah. So, um, yeah, they don't believe he's the son of God. They believe he was a real person, yeah, uh, a good person, but not the son of God. Yeah, yeah, that that messiah, messiah fanfic. Um, if you think about the image imagery in um, Revelation, like the numbers mean something and the images mean something. So, for example, the number seven, right? And we get these. Uh, uh, what these these imagery mean from the Old Testament. So there, a lot of these um, interpretations are coming from the Bible itself. And so you look back to the Old Testament and say, it meant this back here, and there's some fulfillment of that prophecy. We saw what had happened. This is what that meant. And so we look at Revelation and say, the number seven is a perfect number. It means perfection. And so when seven trumpets, it's, it's a, a, and what's, a, what's the trumpet mean? It's an announcement, right? It's a proclamation. So it's a perfect pro- proclamation. And when you see something like, um, other, I already alluded to the, uh, the, the false trinity that the devil sets up, right? That's, that's another imagery yeah. that, and, and that's for a the whole lot of imagery put into that. For the record, I'm the goddamn dragon, Grindhouse. I'm not the false prophet. Okay. I wouldn't be so sure of that because check this shit out. Check <laughs> this shit out. I have proof. Okay. Oh, all right. So this is Travis, <laughs> and we can see on screen. He's a Travis. <laughs> Travis is the great winged penis god. It looks yes, like a is. chicken. He's a. <laughs> Why am I donkey facey? I told you, I some donkeys, bro. Grindhouse, face. Grindhouse, hey, I told. Now we're recording. Yeah, I told you that this was going to become You're a train wreck. Oh, fuck, man. Well, why tonight of all nights? Am I am I still lagging? Why are you train wrecking? No, you're good. I told him. I told. I, I am recording. recording. I am recording. I told right. you this is going to be a train wreck. Nightclub. So uh, it starts out talking about the seven. And the seven lampstands are clearly the churches, seven churches in the, yeah, okay. yeah, you got that part. Yeah. And the lampstand, what, it, it shines the light, right? The light, the, presumably the light of God, the light of Christ to the world. So that's the purpose of the church. And then we see uh image of the throne room in heaven, the scroll of the lamb. And what's the scroll stand for? The scroll is... Um, the, the prophecies that are going to come, right? And here's, I'm going to, it's kind of like, if you look at the blueprints, here's what's going to come. And the lamb is who? The lamb is Jesus, the lamb of God. Um, the, um, 
what's his name? John the Baptist says, behold, the Lamb of God who has come to take away the sins of the world. And the angels in distress because no one is worthy to open the scroll. No one is worthy to to fulfill the prophecy, to fulfill the, the plans. But the Lamb has come. The Lamb has come and the Lamb is perfect and able to open the scroll and fulfill the prophecy. And it talks about the seals. Now, what is the purpose of the seven seals? Remember, we talked about seven is perfect, right? What is this purpose of a seal? You know, when uh, kings would write a letter back in the day, right? They would put their little wax on the letter and they put the seal on it. What was the point of that? So that people couldn't break it or see the contents without knowing that it was broken, basically. It was official. It came from the king. You knew that this, if this was unbroken, it came from the king. And so it had authority, right? And so when the seals are broken, they're the, that's the, it, the, when it's open, it's the authority of God. No. And as the, the seals are broken and opened, that is that fulfillment is taking place with God's authority coming into play, right? And then it goes in to talk about the woman and the beast. The uh, the dragon standing on the shore, we already know that the dragon is Satan, right? And the beast comes out of the sea. The be- So the dra- the dragon is a fake God, is a counterfeit for God. The beast comes out of the sea. The beast is a counterfeit for Jesus Christ. And then they have the false prophet, which comes and gets everybody to worship the beast. Seven angels with seven plagues. Hmm. That sounds fun. Seven yeah. bulls of wrath. I don't know. Just a bunch of here's here's what I'll, I'll just give you in general. Here's what annoys me about people that um, do or talk about Revelation. Here's what annoys me the most: people that hold the newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other hand, and they'll read in the Bible that says, "Huh, I see locusts with the heads of men." Huh? Oh, look at this! An Apache helicopter looks kind of like a locust, and there's a head of a man in it. The locust that must be. Oh, those are Apache helicopters uh, in Revelation. That's what that must be. And then they look at, oh, the uh, the eagle will fight the bear. Oh, you know, United States, that's the eagle. And Russia, that's the bear. When the bear and the eagle fight, see, it's happening. The four elephants, the apocalypse, it's all coming to, it's coming to, coming to fruition. And I guess that's what bugs me the most about Revelation. People's ability to interpret it? No. It's that they use the newspaper to interpret the Bible. Oh, well, they're, than, they're they're trying to pretend to be like seers. They're like they're 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 reading the tea leaves in the text, you know, yeah. our mo- our modern shit. And they're they're them old sheep guts. They're doing yeah. the same thing people did back when they made religion. They're trying to make sense of the world, man. Well, and if you if you take a you take a look at the events that unfolded, especially in the first uh, twelve chapters of Revelation, it really falls closely to mimic what happened with uh the with Rome and the fall of Rome and all the things that happened in that in that era and and there's a there's a whole school of uh revelation interpretation that says a lot of revelation has already been fulfilled it's already happened right it's, and there's part of uh the beginning of revelation when it says these are the things that must take place uh soon and when when i use the word soon i don't mean 2000 years from now i mean like my pizza better be done soon. Mm. And so some people have taken that to say, well, the major part of Revelation has already been fulfilled. And I think to a large degree, I, I kind of agree with them. If you compare the imagery of, oh, the uh, the whore of Babylon 
and all of that. Um, That's Travis, the <laughs> horror of Babylon. The horror of Babylon. Um, and what they describe her to be like, and uh, those abominations being uh, she bay, yeah, Rome, the Roman Empire <laughs> versus the the Jew, the the uh, the state of Israel, and all of these things that went on uh, back in the first and second century with uh, with the Roman occupations that being fulfilled in that time. And then if you take other epics in history, you can fill in the you can connect the dots and say, oh, it was fulfilled. Well, maybe um, Hitler was the Antichrist, right? Or maybe it happened um, with Napoleon. Maybe Napoleon was the Antichrist. Hashtag tremendous. All of these things. In- Napoleon was Bay, though. Yeah, but maybe yeah. maybe Trump was the Antichrist. If, if you work hard enough, you can fill the details in and say, okay, Revelation was filled or fulfilled here, fulfilled there, fulfilled there, and and maybe that's that's what we're looking for. Remember, we talked about Jesus talked about the birthing pains. Right. When you see these things happening and maybe these contractions are happening and happening. And as they happen sooner and sooner, that's when that's when the baby's coming. That's when the end times come. I, I read a book called uh, Symphonic Theology by uh, Vern Poitras. And he talks about that exact thing and about how revelation um, can be seen as fulfilled again and again and again. If you if you plug these things in from history. And so if we look for that same thing, or if it's coming again and again faster, maybe that's when it comes, right? Yeah, people people come when they listen to this, and this show is Revelations, goddammit. Oh, you bastards. Why are you torturing me like this? Why? <laughs> The movie Legion is a 2010 offering, uh, sort of a post-apocalyptic biblical conversion movie uh, directed by Scott Stewart and basically starring everybody who's awesome. Uh, Paul Bettany, Dennis Quaid, Charles S. Dutton, Lucas Black, who is basically a chalkboard with lines, um, <laughs> Tyrese, Tyrese Gibson, um, uh, Kevin Durant is Gabriel. I mean, come on, let's go. Um the the movie is like I said a post apocalyptic kind of a, where it starts like God's pissed and God's kind of had enough, um, but we get to do the slow slide into the apocalypse and I kind of like that I kind of like the slow slide um, where we get in and things are happening it has a little bit of a Constantine vibe if you do the the street you know when, when Michael's leaving the the original place and he's going on the street and the lights are turning off so it's got a little bit of a Constantine vibe. Um, but this movie, uh, for me, and this is Grindhouse talking, I pulled this one out, pulled this one out of Mama's box because mm. this is one of my like go-to sort of religious undertones, called overtones, um, biblical, but sort of horror and sort of not horror. But then you have Gladys, who's like super awesome. I just this movie is one of the we'll call it my top 20 that I can put on anytime and just love it every single time. It distracts me. 
I don't get laundry done. My floors don't get swept. My oil don't get changed. Uh, it just, it's just shit goes off the rails. And I love this movie. I'm glad you like it so much, man. Bro, th- like, okay, when you say Constantine vibes, yeah. the, f- the first thing I got, so I- I'd never heard of this movie before. Um, I've seen it. Turns out I've seen it before. Yeah. Y- yeah. I never, yeah. I had never even seen, heard of this or seen it. So when Grindhouse was like, holy shit, Legion, I'm like, what the hell is that? And I didn't do any research on this movie prior to watching it. So I had no idea the cast in this movie. Oh yeah, movie. the cast is stellar. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, it was kind of like a very big like, surprise. I still like Priest better, but that's for another time. Priest? The other, yeah. the other movie by that dude? Yeah. The other, the other Paul Bettany apocalyptic movie. Yeah. yeah and it's, it's, it's this Paul Bettany too. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. I guess, I guess, uh, what's the director's name you said? Scott, 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 Stewart. Scott Stewart must like Paul Bettany. Um, there's also a TV series that's set 25 years after this movie called Dominion. No shit. I yeah. didn't know that. It's a sequel series. So go seek that yeah. shit out if, if you're into the, into Legion. I mean, so yeah, I had never seen this before. I like, I like the quote and that's the thing Pastor Todd said is like the most biblical thing about the movie. The opening quote is come ye children. Listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Psalm thirty four eleven. Now, Pastor Todd, do you know what that is? Uh, like, can you give us context to that quote or no? Well, the 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 phrase "fear of the Lord" is used often in uh, Scripture, and when you um, read that in a modern context, it's like, am I supposed to be afraid of God? Is that is that? I mean, that's when we hear we see fear of the Lord. It isn't. It, it's in the same way as let's say you were afraid of your father. I mean, if you had a decent dad, I mean, one who wasn't a complete asshole. Um, your your dad, you knew that he uh, would take care of you. You knew that um, you were safe with him, but you also knew that if you pissed him off, you were going to have a really bad day. And so, when it talks about the the term fear of the Lord, and that's like like I said, again used again and again in scripture that's exactly what they're talking about he is a good god he's a god that'll take care of you but you can push it too far and and when it comes to this film and i didn't i didn't know this going in either in in a way in a way god is the antagonist of this film yes yeah so i was like oh big time and and i actually kind of like from from a biblical fan fiction standpoint i actually think that's pretty dope like it, it 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 kind of gives me, um, what's that? What's that Kevin Smith movie? Dogma. 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 It kind of gives me dogma vibes in a way. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. And dogma's a ten. Yeah, but this is the movie where like God has figured out that the Earth sucks and the people suck, and he's like, you know what? I'm coming in, and he's not quite interstellar, but he's going to be a broom, and he's going to clean them all up. <laughs> <laughs> interstellar I, broom. You, you know it. what? You know why that's funny too, though, is because. The um the episode where Grindhouse officially became part of the nightclub, it's it's sort of the same setup. It's it's an isolated diner in the middle of nowhere. That's an and, observation, and everything is happening. Yeah. So I was like, God damn, okay, this is kind of dope. Um, right away, this movie gave me vibes from Terminator, Taxi yeah. Driver, yeah, um, 
yeah. the Matrix. Yeah. Because <laughs> we got them angel agents, cuz. <laughs> yeah, cuz. You got the... You got the angel agents. You got all that awesome 2000s music video, like head shaking. <laughs> it just cracks me up. They're glitching out. And the, well, the yeah, but like even when and the first, C and the CGI, bud. Well, when it when it first starts, though, it's two days before Christmas, right? Yeah. I, mean, I think it's funny. funny. I think it's funny. He touches down in the city of angels as well. Yeah, in Los Angeles, didn't catch places. that. Yeah, of yeah. all places, yeah. But then you see like the moon, the moon being covered by the clouds, and it's like, like the Los Angeles and the smog vibe. But then a little bit of like, kind of had like a little bit of a purity vibe. Like things are no longer pure, which I sort of dug, you know. But then Michael pulls out his dagger, and he cuts off his wings. And then as he cuts his wings off, his bracelets fall to the ground, and that's like, that's him, uh, sort of like cutting ties with his. Like servitude. What well, was like, it? Was a collar. It was a collar around his neck that that came off. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I can interject something here. They, they, uh, you see that imagery in a lot in uh, choosing between, um, you know, Satan and God. When Satan uh, rebelled against God, he wanted to be f- uh, free to do his own thing, right, and not listen to God's rules anymore. He wanted there's so you get that kind of vibe from that. And then you get the same thing from Michael as he cuts his wings off and that chain, that necklace, that brace falls off his neck. I want to be free to do my own thing. Yeah. It, I, it happened too fast. I wanted to see that angel Gorka. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I will say, <laughs> I will say for how fast the opening does take place. And I, w- I want to throw that out there for the listeners. The Terminator vibes came from how the movie directly opens. Right. Michael touches down on earth like the terminator does and it's immediately he- goes gets a bunch of guns and shit <laughs> <laughs> from, the, from, the, from the happy toy company imports yeah he walks in there and he knocks out the security guard and that's like it becomes pretty clear pretty fast that happy toy company has got a couple of secrets as he as he knocks the lock off of that uh, big shipping crate and he goes in there and he's just like i mean like it's like a whole, a whole long line of him like racking rounds. It's all he's doing. It's all he hears, just like rounds racking. Yeah, Mike, 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 Mikey, the McDonald's arch, archangel. He's yeah. he's getting gadded. Uh, he's getting gadded right now. Yeah. Oh, he's totally, got, yeah. he so he sews up his wing wounds and then he gets gadded because well, he's he, like, you won't catch me in cigarette burns directed by uh, John Carpenter. <laughs> 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 well, then you have the the two cops that are cruising down the street and they're. This is this is one of those things where like I I wonder about this. It's like you know, I thought about I thought about you. Driving... <laughs> I thought about Grindhouse when I saw this scene because because of what the cop says. And this is also the taxi driver vibes. I'm sorry, but that's just what he a says. Bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like just he's just mock shooting the homeless. He's just doing the pew pew, pew you know. But well, he said like, he says uh, a fresh start. Yeah. Let imagine burn oh, them all. Yeah, an allusion to that. Why God said I've had enough of their shit, right? Yeah, because this is what people are like. Yeah. And, right. and so, so that psycho cop is basically like a fucking avatar for God at this moment. No, no, no. He's the reason that God is tired of their shit. He's not an avatar for God per se, but God is tired tired of a man's inhumanity to man. And here's an example of this uh, asshole cop who wants to get rid of these people. Then we have the then we have the giant explosion and then we have that the hole in the side of the building that's like the shape of a cross but it's kind of squatted and kind of 
kind of reminded me of you, Travis. Like if you were across, you'd be kind of short and like not okay. proportioned. Um, mm. I, that's good, you know. And then Michael says it's started. There isn't much time. How did he blow that shit up, though? I didn't even. I, I missed that. And How then he, he proceeds to take his time doing everything forever. He's in a, he's in a <laughs> real full of information. How did he not blow something up? Well, exactly. Yeah. So I'm guessing there was some semtex in there. There was something else, but he but he blew the shit out of that. And then one of the cops is possessed by an angel, which I'm thinking is probably Gabriel. And Gabriel is, is saying to him, "These weren't your orders." And he's like, "You know what? Screw that. I'm following my own orders now." And he's like, fine, but you will die with a child. And then well, I thought that was interesting that the angel possesses usually you hear about demons possessing a yes. person, but now I have an angel because that's kind of an interesting yeah, That movie that movie flips the script on that part. But also yeah. they there's a flashback later script in the movie that flipping. I don't think that that was Gabriel at that point because him and Gabe, Mike and Gabriel already had their conversation about him not obeying the orders. Well, but that's why that's why I think it actually was Gabriel inhabiting that one cop because he was like, "These weren't your orders." Because for whatever Michael was, he was the, he was the top general in his army. I mean, so well in scripture, Michael is the archangel. They had yeah. the general of the armies, the legion armies of God. Yeah, didn't he like kick the uh, devil out of heaven? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He that boy. Yeah. He that boy. So for yeah, so for that scene though, though, though it, it seemed like his second in command was like, "What are you doing?" You know, like these weren't your orders. One well, scripture, yeah. Gabriel is the messenger, not necessarily a bad. Also, that well, that makes sense though. But he's the messenger. In this in this scene, it makes sense that he's the messenger. You know, yeah. and he's like, okay, you're gonna die with the child, and then so there's a little bit of a shootout. It could be Gabriel, I guess. Yeah, it's pretty decent, but then you have Michael hopping in the cop car, and he's like, screw it, I'm out of here. But as he's driving away, the power is shutting down in the city, and again, a little bit of Constantine vibes out of that one. So then you. You have a little bit of a pop forward, and then you have Jeep. Jeep. The Jeep. Best oh, my God. He a, why this character name, man? <laughs> I have no idea why his name Jeep. I have no idea. I like Lucas Black a lot, though. Well, and I, I honestly tend to as well, but like in this um, in this movie, he is flat as hell. He is flat as hell. Yeah. I will. I will say. I mean, everyone's kind of flat in this movie, to be oh, honest. Oh, I don't think so at all. No, no, not no. not everybody, not everybody. Was... But Paul Paul Bettany's the flattest. He is the flattest fuck on the planet. Well, but but that's he's like oh. Keanu Reeves. That's oh. his thing. He's so flat that it's it, it's full circle. You know what I mean? Disagree. Paul Bettany is not flat. Well, I mean, every line delivery is like he's coming. We can't. I don't leave. have time. I don't have to time. hold this gun to your head until yeah. it gets here. Every time. Because I don't have time. All the time. That's how he sounds. No, you're wrong. Sorry. That's okay. I mean, that's what he does. Well, you know what? You watched it wrong. Sorry. Okay. Both of us. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I, there's a good chance I watched it wrong. I'm just saying. Well, Jeep Jeep is with this chick, uh, Charlie, and she is with Christ. I mean, she is with baby. She is with Christ. That's a good joke. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> He's not necessarily wrong. You get that feeling like here's a child that's going to come and save humanity, and that's right, Jesus, right. And so is it like a second Jesus? Yeah, it's, it's Jesus I'm two guessing, I'm guessing it's yeah. I'm guessing it's just two point It's sweet baby Jesus. Definitely. It's okay. the baby Jesus. Again. It's the baby Jesus that Ricky Bobby talked about in Talladega Nights. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's his favorite Jesus, and it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be reborn. This is the re- this is the sequel. All right, this is the unofficial sequel to Passion of the Christ. 
Was we need a cover Passion of the Christ for real though. Yes, we do. Oh my god, I've been wanting to for years. Well, she kind of she kind of berates him a little bit. And she does this like throughout the movie. She berates him a bunch of times. And, you know, and she's like, You worried about those eight months pregnant and it's not even your baby? And he's like, I was like, Yeah, I know people laugh at me and whatever else. And then she's like, you know, a month from now this baby will have a whole new family. And she's like, if I can't figure out my own life, you know, she's like, I'm not ready to be a mom. He's like, Well, I can help you. We could do it together. She finally tells yeah. him, stop carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders. And then there's this kind of like this like dull shruggy scene. And then you pop into Bob, who is just banging on his TV. He's just banging the shit. The, out. the American way, you smack it around until it works. That's motherfucking <laughs> Dennis Quaid right there. Din Dan oh, yeah, Quaid. Boy. Well, until it works, smacking the TV. Or, or until it listens. One of the two. Yeah. yeah. And fucking Percy, the oh, goddamn. Charles S. Dutton. Oh, bruh. Yeah, he's the best. When he oh. popped in, I immediately got Alien 3 vibes, and Fuck I'm yeah, like, bud. holy shit. And he's got... And another religious tie-in, because he was a... Uh, yes! He was a religious... I don't know if he was a minister uh, before he went to prison in Alien 3, but, you know, he was the religious oh, character, and he filled that role. Mm-hmm. So and he's another a chef. fun tie-in. He's a chef with a hook hand, so that's cool, too. Which is, which is also dope. Yeah, horrible, horrible character trade off coming later on, but okay. Huh. <laughs> well, yeah, and then and then you get to see the uh, the super short skirt on Audrey. Yeah, her, fur fur daughter. And the parents are bitching, going back and forth, one else, and the mom is like, "The dad wants to say something." The mom's like, "Don't embarrass me." Then he's like, "Did you get dressed intending to show off your ass to the whole world?" And she's like, "No, I was hoping to get double teamed by some meth head drunkards in the bathroom of a desert shithole." So good thing we're here. Yeah. Yeah, everybody wins in that situation. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, to me, uh, yeah, they all suck. For the whole movie, I called them fur mom, fur dad, and fur daughter because the mom was wearing fur, and I don't yeah. know their names. Yeah, don't they're not worth names. knowing their names. Nope. They're just well, they're people, just annoying yeah. characters for the meat grinder. Yep. And unfortunately, people, one of the good characters gives of himself for one of the shitty characters, and that pissed me off. Hmm. Yeah. I was like, that's a bad trade off. There's all these little moments and these little um these little like like quips and whatever else. And the mom actually says right there, she's like, I'm being punished for something. I know it. They pop away from her and they you see the character Kyle who's driving through the desert and he's he's just looking for cell service and he's like his phone tells him that the next service is like for fifty miles, but then he sees the Paradise Falls gas station and he's like, Well, Time to pull in, you know? Well, cut back to that mom saying that quote about, I must have done something wrong somehow. Mm-hmm. Kind of leads into the whole theme of the God is tired of their shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I deserve this punishment that I've gotten because I've messed up. Don't we all, though? There's a, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of heavy-handed. From a biblical standpoint, I'm just saying, don't we all, though, you know? Yeah. I mean, we all we're all doing shit all the time. That it's like, well, I guess I we all suck. This. I mean, yeah. you know, why not? There's a lot of heavy handed stuff me, like this. Like in the <laughs> in this movie, how many times is someone like, you gotta have faith and you gotta believe? Right. And it's heavy handed, but it, I don't find it ineffective. I, me either. Like that's what I was gonna say. Is like it's part of this story, and it, it, if it's gonna be, it's just it's strongly thematic. I'll put yeah. it to you that way. Yeah, strongly thematic. Yeah, so Kyle pops out of his car and he, he says Merry Christmas to her and she's like, What's so merry about it? And then she lights up a heater and she's like he's like, you know, that shit ain't good for the baby. And then he's like, Can I get one from you? <laughs> <laughs> That's Tyrese, by the way. Tyrese from uh the Fast yeah. and the Furious franchise and he's talking to that Preggers chick and um yeah. 
I I I think he's uh I think he's pretty good in this movie. I like yeah, I like good. him in this. Yeah, he is. There's one scene coming up that is another another shitty character trade off. (laughs) Well, y'all definitely, definitely. Why all the? Let me ask you something. Why all the black dudes got to die instead of the white women in this movie? Uh, Hey, hey, hey! Uh, A lot of white women die, bro. Yeah. Uh huh. But not the ones we care about. They all die except for. Yeah, but they always get. Yeah, but it's it's. Bro, my dude goes outside to save the little devil kid. No, no. <laughs> Hold on, we... <laughs> and 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 they're like, oh, oh, well, you gotta leave him out there, whatever. And then the dumb girl goes out there, the fucking teenager. Hold on, and they're like, get... she's a child. We have to do something. And I'm like, no, we're... that's not a child. We're gonna get that's there. a teenager, <laughs> and those are the scourge of humanity. Okay, <laughs> those are the worst. That's the one that should you should leave so outside. Back to, <laughs> back to back to Ricky hates teenagers. Okay. Yeah. Hashtag. I'm, I'm not. He's asking her if she's lost, and, he's, and, and so she's like, "Am I here?" He's. She's like, "No, not even close." I'm like, are there any phones that'll work? And then Jeep pops in, and he has that bassinet. He like, like but he's he's carrying it kind of like he's on Overwatch. Like he's and just like. He's racist, by the way. I don't think he is. I, I do. No, I don't think he is. I think the filmmakers think were racist because they traded the good black characters for the shitty white ones. <laughs> No, I'm just, I'm, I'm just poking that's fun. I don't really. That's a different, different conversation. You might. I don't really believe that. I'm just poking fun. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I, I see what you're saying, Travis. But they don't necessarily imply that that Lucas Black, that our our beloved Jeep, is weary of uh his not girlfriend's company I'm because the dude you. is black. If 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 it would have been a white dude standing there, he wouldn't have said, "Are you all I right?" Think are you I all think, right? No, I think, I think that you your program. I think I think, I think your program to because, think that because of his accent. Yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. I think he. No, I think he would have because he is the, like he is the ultimate. Like, I just absolutely love her, and she can do no wrong. Just pussy whipped little. Puppy that's <laughs> puppy. that's what he is. He's a pussy whipped puppy dog. He loves he loves Halloween so hands think, just like Ryan Black, Zombie. white, red, orange. <laughs> He's just like, like, who's getting my way? Who's cock blocking? <laughs> That's what he's doing. Oh, you know? shit. So, you know, anyway, so we hop back into the diner and you have Racist. the parents bitching about the car. They're just bitching about the car and how it was supposed to be ready two hours ago. And then you have Bob coming in. He's like, this ain't a resort, you know? And you had a whole diner. Yeah. Getting your car fixed by the people at the diner and you have the fucking nerve. <laughs> yeah. But, but then but then he starts talking to Charlie, and he's like, "You shouldn't be smoking, a, you know, a girl in your condition." And she's like, "Bob, how can my condition get any worse?" I like that. I like that yeah. line. Oh, that, so that line was so good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have, you know, Jeep out there with the hood up, and he's kind of looking into it, you know, like you, you don't really know what's going on, whatever else. And then Bob comes out and says, "Like, why aren't you doing your job?" Because he's like sanding that bassinet. And Bob's like, "What are you doing?" And finally, he's like, "Look, Jeep." She's not your responsibility. And he's like, what, are you going to be a puppy dog for the rest of your life looking for hind tit? And he's like, you know what? I know it doesn't make much sense, like, but I've been having dreams about her. And he's like, I can't explain it, Dad. It's just something I got to do. And then he actually, Bob actually gives kind of like a good speech. And he's like, you know, your mother thought I was crazy when I bought this place. But, you know, I see you making the same mistake, believing in something that ain't going to happen. He's like, you're kind of lost, like everybody that stops here. And finally, he's like, you know what? 
go fix that damn car. Let's get these people out of here. And then Bob pops back into the diner and he's like, you know, he's this close to wrapping it up. But then Jeep is out in the, uh, he comes out of the garage and he's looking out at the horizon and he sees like the smoke or the. I I want to cut back to that, that speech by Dennis Quaid. Go. When he's, I, from that, I kind of got that feeling like life happens and it's on that gotta have faith thing again. He had faith, but his faith was crushed by life itself. And so are you going to continue to have faith in this in this dream, or are you going to give up on it because it's going to turn to shit? Because it always turns to shit. Well, I guess it would be nice if I could touch your body. I know not everybody has got a body like me, but I got to think twice before I give my heart away. And I know all the games you play, because I play them too. Showing you that door, Rod gotta have faith! Gotta have faith! Gotta have faith! Gotta have faith, baby! Yeah, that, that play, that's, and that's when I got like so hopeful about Revelations. I'm like, oh Please. shit, are we gonna see Revelations in an isolated setting? Like, this is gonna be so dope. Yeah, that TV, would have been really cool. The TV's finally working, and it's like, this is not a test, and everyone's getting fucking nervous and shit. Mm-hmm. And they check the radio for the news about the TV. I like that line. Check the radio for the t- for the TV. <laughs> but the the radio's out too. The Earth is in a cosmic cocoon right now. Is basically what's happening. Nothing's fucking working. And um, Ty- this is where you get some backstory with Tyrese's character, um, Kyle. But fuck that, it's Tyrese and Bob is Din Din. Um, Tyrese is using the phone in the back of the restaurant. He's trying to talk to his son, so I think a divorce is going on or something like that. I'm not sure, but he can't get a hold of his son. And finally, we get goddamn Gladys Foster. Oh, yeah. She comes in, this little sweet old lady, and she orders a steak, and she's talking to the Fur family. Charlie, that's an unusual name for a girl. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm Gladys Miller. Like, we're Sandra and Howard. We're on our way to Scottsdale and our car broke down. And she's like, oh, what a nuisance. And I was like, hey, the lines are down. Have you heard anything? She's like, don't worry about that. It'll all be over soon. Yeah, that, that line was very, very ominous. And mm-hmm. turns out turns out the cooks in this diner can't fix a car. So, they, you know, they're like, you got to <laughs> tell them they got to tow their car. And yep. Charlie brings out this the steak's so rare that flies are just immediately feasting on the motherfucker. Gladys. The, fa- the father must be so proud. Eh, well, I can do it myself. He's kind of out of sight, out of mind. I've got it under control. It's like, but it's going to burn. I'm like, what? Your fucking baby's going to burn. <laughs> and everybody in the place is like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, when she no. said it's going to fucking burn, my dick got hard. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, mm-hmm. this is some Evil Dead shit happening right here. Say it. Geriatric Evil Dead, huh? Yeah, like, oh, go to hell, lady, you fucking Jesus freak. And then she's like, and she's eating her rare steak. She's like, all the little babies are gonna burn. I mean, to be true, to be yeah. fair, everything building up right here—the Jesus freak line, the it's gonna fucking burn. 
when Gladys goes hardcore mm-hmm. on Fur Mama and she bites okay. the fucking dad's neck, yeah. she's she's climbing up the walls. Mm-hmm. She, she's doing everything. Percy throws a fucking skillet at her. And the 2000 her. CGI cut. Dude, when Percy snipes her with that goddamn skillet, that's the best, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how later they're like, it clearly broke her neck. I saw it. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, I saw it break her neck. I'm a doctor. I am a trauma surgeon. Dennis Quaid is shooting, and, like, he shoots her. And he's getting, but he's trying, but he gets deadite slapped across the fucking room. Yeah. I like the part when her feet are dragging, but they're not moving, and she's just kind of, like, going forward like the Lady in Lavender or something. Oh, man. That part's dope. Yeah, and then Jeep gets his moment, but he can't do it. He freezes. Yeah, know? he chickens and then, out. And then Kyle comes in with his big old forty-five and just goes, bang, bang, bang. Ty- Tyrese takes care of that motherfucking shit. Oh, he does. All kinds of all kinds I'm gonna, of I'm going to say right now, this, this scene is probably... My favorite scene in the movie, and it's also the one I have the most problems with. The reason – we're going to get to this, but I'm going to say it right now. The reason that old lady was all fucking evil dead is because the possessed – possessed by angels, not demons, are trying to kill the baby. This old woman had ample time to stab her in the stomach Yeah, forever, forever. But then, there, but then there's no movie. I mean, even though you know it's almost pointless, like, I'm going to look at this guy at the hospital, and it's like, it's 70 or 80 miles, and it's like, well, okay, we're going to get there, but then that's when the sort of the apocalypse starts, you know, you have the, the horde of bugs and whatever else, and then you you pop back to the restaurant, and you have Jeep throwing up, and he's like, but... Why, but, why did they have to turn around, because there was too many bugs? Yes, that's why they turned around. Because it was coming on, and they just couldn't do it. Because it's must a have blinked or something. Because all of a sudden, it's a Jeff, it, It's a Chevy. The air filter would have plugged up, and it would have stopped running. That's I also, I also, <laughs> I think the locust didn't get enough screen time. That's all. I yeah, say. I, I agree. I, I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Because also, the locust, like right when they get back to the diner, it's like the locust gave up too. Like, like the Neb zombie horde. Right. They kind of just gave. They were like, "All right, I guess the locust's purpose was just to keep them." So they didn't have to buy another set that could stay in the diner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe. Yeah. But it's like, but then you have Jeep just being like, I froze. I couldn't pull the trigger. And then everyone's like, what's happened? And then, then you have Percy who's like, you know, is like, I'm going to go get my Bible because somebody's got to start praying. And then even after, even after Gladys Miller is dead, you know, she's on the floor and she's burning up and she's been dead for an hour. And he's like, well, I don't know. The bitch just walked out of the ceiling. And Kyle was talking about how do you explain a motherfucking pestilence? Which is just, I mean, like it was a great line for me. Like, to be, to be fair, yeah, like, yeah. Well, how do you like, explain the shit that's happening? Yeah, but then like the cops are pulling up and everybody's happy and they're like, "But wait a minute, LAPD," you know, like that that doesn't make a lot. Such one in the middle of fucking Nevada, it doesn't make any sense, you know. And then you have fucking Michael, you know, and Bob's gonna be like all badass just basically because of what he's seen so far, and he's like, "Take one more step and I'm gonna drop you." Then Michael's like, "Is this how you greet all of your customers?" And he's like, show me your teeth, you know? And he shows him his teeth, and he's like, he's like, they look good, Dad. You know, that's, that's what Jeep says. Yeah, Dennis, um, Qua- Dennis Quaid has a fucking tooth fetish. Uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he's like, what's your name? And he's like, Michael. And he's like, well, okay, well, sorry about that. But Don't judge like, D.D. Quaid. I'm, he, not, I'm not judging Dan Dan. It, when he grabs Bod's gun, you know, and he, he puts it to his head. And he just and he does the slow lean out with that that shorty twelve gauge on his forehead, and then he's like, 
they're here. You're going to need this. And shoves his shotgun back in his face. He's like, thankfully, you were here to, to hold me up just long enough till they uh-huh. got here, bud. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we go in a full-blown gun town. And I think this is, for me, this is a, like, like a really fun moment. It's really the, like, okay, shit's actually going down. So let's uh, put up some walls. Let's put up some boards, do whatever else. But then kind of everyone's like just kind of watching and waiting, you know, kind of see what happens. But then the power goes out and everyone's like, okay, what the fuck are we doing now? You know? And then eventually they put some troops on the roof, you know, to, uh, the roof, the, the roof. roof, the roof, the roof, the roof, <laughs> the, roof. the roof, the roof is the roof. on fire. Yeah. But then we can hear the sound of the ice cream man, you know, this is another tie in <laughs> to fucking like, maximum overdrive. Ooh. Exactly. And you, he's like, he's like, you can't be fucking serious. And then Michael gives his firearms safety speech, which I love. He's like, there's a safety switch on your weapon. You won't be needing it. <laughs> and he's like, just go down two clicks, which is like full auto, you know? And he's like, when this starts, hold on tight. Otherwise you're going to blow your hand off. And then everyone looks at Percy with his hook. You know, and then he's like, "Oh, what the fuck, are y'all looking at me for?" I yeah. love that. I oh, love I love it, that. Bro. I love it too. Yeah, it's oh. such a good moment. Oh, oh. oh dude. Well, we have my favorite scene coming up with the ice cream man. So, oh, that's so awesome! Fucking Doug Jones getting out. That's he, that. he grips the edge of the door, and he almost like forces himself out of the ice cream truck like it's too small for him. I just love that. Yeah, Doug Jones's bay and the ice cream man and all the imagery that he come with mm-hmm. is the absolute scariest thing about this movie. Oh so, yeah. This gave I me find. a nightmare on Elm Street vibes. I long limbs Doug irregular. Jones is the tall man, boy. He took oh. he took Reggie's ice cream truck. Dude <laughs> Dude, irregularly irregularly oh, I can't say the word. Long limbs scare the fuck out of me. I don't know why, but they always have. If your limbs are way longer than they should be, it's because you're five foot four. That's why that creeps me the fuck out. Yeah, my stubby, uh, upside down cross <laughs> ass can't bear it. So I'm, I'm just looking at it like, God damn. So I, I love when he starts running like a Planet of the Apes. Like oh, I love yeah. it. I love it. Oh, when he gets out and he sniffs and he's just like, so they start blasting and just comes. Oh, and just comes. Oh, I fucking just awesome. Yeah, I. Oh. God, and they just Damn, I didn't see his ass. Just <laughs> Oh, he came so much, and they. Did you say I didn't see a gun? Is that what you said? Right? No, he I said I didn't see him come. You said oh. and then he comes. I didn't oh, no, see I that didn't, part. Well, no, I, I, I we meant, watched different movies. I meant, I meant he advances. That's what oh, I meant. Oh, okay. <laughs> different thing altogether. Yeah, it's his imagination. Well, right if there. you if you saw the if you saw the ice cream man in the light when they had him backlit right there. Oh no. See, that- yeah, that's that imagery you can, you is can, super dope. That's, okay. that's when you can clearly you can see, see that he comes right there. Yeah, you can yeah. see his Wainsky, so I'm pretty sure he did come. I'm, I'm yep. Yep. All these vehicles start fucking approaching, and every driver is becoming an agent, and it's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they commence blasting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All these angels, why are they using possessed humans? What? What? Because the angels are more badass. Right. Right. Well, because the, for the most part, the angels can't appear on the ground as an angel. They have to have a they have to have a vessel. So that's why well, they're using. Ex- except Gabriel well, and Michael. Right. Okay. Whole, maybe whole, maybe the because whole this, the, the whole point of this movie is that the weak will overtake the strong. That's the whole thing. So the angels have to. Yeah. Come the meek down. the meek shall inherit the earth. Correct. In, in the in the least possible vessel. So that's what they do. They come down as all the all the fucking pussies and the homeless and the wow and whatever else. Yeah. Hashtag but, woke. 
And heavy metal guys, ah, heavy metal guys, yeah. Because well, that's are- later. But we now we get a car explosion. We get bazooka explosions. We mm-hmm. get massive demonic car pileups. There's we a get- fucking law rocket in there. I mean, De- demon fuck. hordes cometh mm-hmm. all over Doug Jones and a balloon girl. Yeah, the little girl with the balloon. I have that in my notes too, and she's just like, meh. She's just all like sad and like. Dude, I'm not going to lie to you. This imagery of the balloon girl and all the demonic shit and the cars blowing up, like all of this, when I'm watching all of this scene, just like Gladys, I am rock hard for all yeah, of this. into it. Into yeah, it. Big time. Much. No, no, hell yeah. And then we had this just like, it's like, it's honestly like a fucking rad gunfight. I mean, it's just like, it's, it's just awesome. someone's need, someone needs to be on the rock at all times. Like, like they need to establish. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. The horde retreats. The horde does retreat. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to me, I know I watched it wrong, but I'm going to say while I was watching it, to me, they retreat for no reason. Michael is trying to tell everybody, listen, there was the flood and now it's the extermination of humanity by angels. Anyway, and Kyle sort of gives him that little speech about like, and he's like, you know, I'm no, I'm no, what does he say? He says, I'm no pastor, but, and then he goes like, talks about the old lady with the baby teeth and whatever else. And he's like, "How do you know?" I like, I like that. I like that yeah. he called him baby teeth. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, "But how do you know this shit?" And he's like, "Until last night, I was, I was on their side." And he's like, and then Bob is like, "Yeah, and yesterday I was fucking Santa Claus." And he's like, yeah. and Bob is like, "I don't believe in God." And then Michael says, "That's fine, Bob. He doesn't believe in you either." <laughs> right, because <laughs> in was... every, because in every movie with a religious overtone, that line always comes up. But it's like, "Well, God believes in you." You know what I mean? So I'm glad yeah. they turned it on its head like that. This, I, I did exactly. like that. Yeah. Flip scripting yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. The next yeah. scene is the most pointless scene in the movie, and it could be cut for me because Percy and Tyrese are on the fucking rooftop. They're standing guard with their guns. They talk about guns. People be starting shit. That's why fucking Tyrese carries a gun, but he never right. fired it until this day, and I don't believe that. Um, yeah, because he took out the old lady yeah, pretty quick. Pretty good. Oh, really, going back, really yeah. Well. But if you if you go back ten seconds, there, there there's a moment, and these these are some of my favorite lines in the movie. He's like, "I simply don't care what you people believe. They just want the child dead." And he's like, "The first test was a test of our strength. The second will be of our weakness." You know. And he's like, "Discuss it. Do whatever you want, or help me." He's like, "But trust me, something much worse is on the way." Yeah, when he when he said that, I was kind of excited about. So, like, what's their weakness? Are they going to, like, do some sort of psychological thing going on here? Like, turn them against each other? Or, is, you know, what's going to go? I, I was hope- I had so much hope for that statement that never really came to fruition. Oh, I think well, it totally, I think it totally did, though. Um, and I, I, and I say they that. They test their weakness. Well, they tested Sandra's weakness by putting her husband out there on the cross. Oh, I see. Yeah. And she was like, could I not open the door or do I have to go and do it? Well, I mean, that's, that's what I, it was. I'm not going to lie. If my loved one is okay, we're jumping ahead. But if my loved one is in that situation, yeah, I'm I'm going. I don't care. I'm going to try to save them. So what kind of test is that? That's kind of fucked. But that's not really. Well, it's it's a test of their weakness. You know, okay. that's what it was. Though. Saying your love for them for your husband is your weakness. <laughs> right. Think, They're saying your humanity like is your weakness. Cause. Jeep and Michael are having a conversation, and Michael's telling Jeep about how he was a soldier, a general in his army. And Jeep is like, well, what changed? And he was like, well, I was given an order I didn't believe in. It's like, he lost faith, but I didn't. 
Yeah. And then Jeep is kind of like, well, how come you still have faith? He's like, everything I have faith in has caused me nothing but trouble. Um, and Michael gives him the speech about, I've watched you guys kill yourself over race and greed and patches of sand and um, those other things. And he's like, but I still some people who will not be bound, who won't give up when all hope is lost um, because they don't realize that being lost is so close to being found. And he's like, I see you, Jeep. He talked about he talked about his dad, like his dad when the mom left, and he like he spent five years trying to help him find his way. Yeah, he's like you, like, you, you, you guided your father through his lost correct, hurt correct. period. Like, yeah, and you and you love a woman who has a child of another with no thought for yourself, and he's like, finally, he's like, Jeep, he's like, you're the reason I still have faith, you know. And it was such a profound moment, and there's something about how abruptly it ends, where he's just like, time for another shift, and it was like for me personally. It was like, it like ripped something away. It was like, I wanted a little bit more. And then they just like stopped. And it was like, oh, it was like, so it was brutal for me. You know, I, I agree with you. I, and and this is one of even Paul Bettany dry as fuck, but I still love this scene. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I really do. I, I think this is one of the best scenes in the movie as well. Like I, I, I really enjoyed that scene, that in, that interaction they had and that conversation they had. This is why I said I don't think that the angel that possesses the psycho cop is Gabriel because in the flashback scene, Mikey and Gabe are talking about the love for humanity and guiding them versus killing them all. The and angels? Gabe, Mikey and Gabe? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mike, Mikey, the McDonald's arches angel, and Gabe, the fucking Kevin Durant bay. Um in this scene, oh, Gabe on. Paul Paul Bettany's Bay. Come on, he's Bay. No, he no, yes, he yeah, no. Kevin Durant oh, yeah. is Bay in this movie, mm. but yeah, yeah, I, okay, yeah. Uh, I, look, I like. I, I'm saying he's I like, why he's why Boss Tuna goes up north. I, I would agree. I would you're agree. <laughs> you're derailing me. Hold on, <laughs> Gabe. Gabe, Gabe, <laughs> Gabe wants to do God's shit. All right, he's like, we have to do this, and Michael's like, I'm not gonna. I'm going to go – Michael says it in the flashback that he's going to disobey the order. So that's why I don't think the angel at the beginning that possesses Psycho Cop uh, is Gabriel because Gabriel already knows that Michael intends to disobey the order based on this flashback that we're experiencing now. Okay, so we're on we're on page 9 of 16 for my notes, just saying. <laughs> I, think I, for editing. I might have overdone this one. No, 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 no. <laughs> Fur Daddy is crucified upside down in the morning, by the way. And that's, that's, now we're at the scene. Rick, we're at the scene. We can talk about this shit. So Fur, fur Mama is like, she headbirds, headbirds. Headbirds. She head, <laughs> she headbirds. headbirds. I'm, I'm keeping that in. She headbirds. Headbirds. She headbirds Percy. Put the shuttle doo doo. Doo doo. And, uh, headbird. <laughs> and she goes well, no, outside. She... Well, she wakes up because she hears something, and you know, and she goes through all of the, the the outer diner there, and then goes into the back room because uh, the door's open. But then this there's shit that shit is so dope. It's so good looking, man. Oh, it is. It is. Yeah, like the boils on on yeah, for Daddy's body. Oh, so many effects. And, and here so many... and here we trade a great character for a shit one. Well, wait, what? Right here we trade a great character for a shit. Oh. Wound. Yes, yes. Well, cause, agreed. Because it's agreed, a trap. But that's, but that's movies, though. That's what you have to do. You frequently trade a great character for a shitty one. That's just movies. You know? uh, I, I, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't mean it didn't make me mad. 
No, yeah, and, and it can and totally make to you exploiting, mad, And back to exploiting people's humanity as weakness. Let's talk about, you know, like there you go. Vietnam. You know what I mean? When when children would strap bombs to themselves and run towards soldiers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shit, they did that in Iraq. That, that there well, you go. There you, you go. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like there you can exploit human people's humanity as a weakness. Absolutely. Okay. So popping back into the diner, you see blood dripping from um, <laughs> Percy's now dead hook. And then you have Bob. He, he's just like, it's my fault. I fell yeah, asleep. D- D- Dan, you know? Dan is blaming himself. Yeah. And he's like, they trusted me. Oh, just wait, like wait. We skipped just... over this. We skipped over it. Um, when, 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 when Percy, so we skipped over this whole part. What happens is, is that Fur Mom goes outside to save Fur Dad, who's upside down crucified, and he's got boils all over his body, pulsating. He wasn't awesome. crucified. He wasn't crucified. He was just tied up. No, it was a cross. It was an upside down cross. He was, he was crucified. He was just tied up. He was not crucified. I, they, I looked specifically to have this argument. He was not they, crucified. They used to crucify people upside down like this. Yes, they, it's a fact. And sometimes just by tying them. They weren't yes, always yes. stuck on there with nails. The boils explode, and all of a sudden, uh, how, the, the fur daddy is full of fucking xenomorph blood, and his blood lands on Percy's back. Percy went outside to rescue fur mom, and yeah. now yeah. he is burned to his Fucking bones. Spine. Yeah. You see it. Dope. Oh, dude. So jumping ahead, Sandra is tied up. Okay. And mm-hmm. her, her daughter Audrey gives her a pill and she's like, take one of these. It'll make you feel better. But then her mom goes off on this tirade. She's like, this is your fault. We were only moving because of you. She's like, I love my house and I love my life and you fucking ruined it. And then Kyle comes in and he's like, enough. He's like, why the fuck would you torture your daughter like this? He's yeah, like, Ty- Tyrese intervenes fastly oh, yeah. and furiously. Oh, yes. Uh, fastly. Yeah. What you did there. Yeah. And he's like, come on over here and help me find a station that works. But then they get a signal and you get the, if you can hear my voice, a militia has formed. Militias. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah militias. Eventually we'll get there. Don't worry. It- it'll happen. But then they, they had this like this kind of back and forth about like we gotta get the fuck out of here and and, and Kyle, <laughs> yeah. Kyle's like he's like listen here white boy he gives him that like speech I'm not sure you said that to an angel mm-hmm. but maybe you know and he's like it's too dangerous we can't go out there and the last the last piece of the message you hear is that we hope to have mercy for the lost and then you see Charlie who's smoking again while pregnant um but then she gets to talk with Jeep and she's like you know. I didn't, I didn't even want this baby. She's like, I went to the clinic, you know, but she's like, I got this feeling, you know, but it sort of made me hate this thing that was growing inside me. And he's like, this is when he delivers those awesome lines. And he's like, you shouldn't say things like that. It ain't right. Like it ain't right. fucking chalkboard delivery, which is awesome. And then she's like, why do you have so much faith in me? And she's like, don't you have any hard luck cases to follow? And he's she's like, so mean. Charlie is so mean to him right here. She's not, but she's not there yet. She's not there yet. Yeah, but she is I, mean. No, I know, I but she is mean. I agree. Though. I agree. She's just mean as hell, you know? And he's like, finally, he's like, he sort of draws a line in the sand and he's like, let me know when you stop feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 goddamn, man. I, I, I've been here the whole time just trying to make your life better. And you're you're but, shitting on me in, in this moment of fuckery. He told her ass though. He said, like you said, he's like, well, when you decide to fucking, you know, yeah. I'll I'll be mm-hmm. here then. Yeah. And then you get Tyrese and Fur Daughter bonding yeah. on the roof at uh-huh. night, and yeah. <laughs> Fur Daughter I, admits that she's not a good person, and Tyrese is like, me neither. Yeah. 
and the power comes back on, like, holy mm-hmm. shit, and this is where the movie goes into overdrive. Like, now we're getting there, man. I'm like, yeah, here we go again, because a car comes up, and... Oh, but dude, you're jumping over. You're jumping over, because she... He he is talking about when he was bad. That's how the, that's the only way that he got his father's attention, you know. And so he got really good at being. Yeah, bad. that goes back to Ricky hating teenagers. Yeah. I mean, I was trying to skip over kinda, for a reason, kinda. but Ricky, go ahead, rail rail yeah. on this one. Oh, teenagers suck, bro. <laughs> I mean, what, what, do I really have to explain why? Teenagers no, not are really. The worst? I, that's why I skipped over it. But keep going. They suck. They're aggravating. They, suck. Yeah. they make dumb decisions. They're not grown. They fuck everything up. They They're not children. That's for damn sure. They make holes in your floor and your walls. They do. Yeah. Well, that's the whole point, though. And he talks about that when you get to a point where you finally have a family, that you realize that being bad is not so good anymore. You know? At some point, you got to, like, fucking man up and just, like, start pointing your arrow in the right direction. Unless being bad makes you a lot of money. You get a court, I mean, compare that to uh, Michael um, disobeying God's order as being bad and getting God's attention. So was Michael a teenager? Is that what you're saying? Oh, well, not necessarily. Mm. But... Well, Paul Bettany's dry, and you know, I said I like him, but now Ricky, what do you think about what Pastor Todd compared it to? Say it again. He said that Paul. He said Michael is basically a, a whiny teenager that won't listen to their fucking dad. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> this movie took a whole different perspective, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I don't know Let's if that's, keep going. You know, like a full comparison. I just saw some kind of. No, I get it. I, I I get it. I, see, I, I think it's good. I think it's very good. No, I mean it's it's fair. It's just you know that you know what that <laughs> this movie this movie doesn't have the best writing. Nope. in the world. I'm not just you know what I'm saying. Like not I'm not close, and I'm not trying or, to hate on it. It just doesn't. I'm not hating either. But it, or, se- or. it just seems like they didn't know exactly what they wanted when they were making it. You know what I mean? I get that feeling a lot too. To be honest, there are parts where I almost fell asleep. <laughs> wow! The power comes back on, and there's cars approaching. There's a dad and his son in the car, and this is where Tyrese is like. Fuck this. My son needs me. I'm going to save that kid. Mm-hmm. And he jumps down there while more vehicles are fucking coming out of like left, right, left to center. And you get a bunch of punk rock devil people who jamming the Achilles. What are these people? Like, are they angel possessed people or are they just Saturday, like... Saturday night in Mamu? That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, they're just they're just some more possessed people, bro. Oh. I don't know. Well, Tyrese to the fucking rescue oh. and he shoots a bunch of them and he gets a hold of the kid. Oh, oh fucking... he's coming. He's like, mm. mm-hmm. and he goes, exploiting, exploiting yep. his humanity. And he oh. kills Tyrese and her daughter jumps down there. And, and nobody she... gave a shit till the white girl jumped down there and was in danger. <laughs> so fur daughter jumps down there and she's stuck hiding inside yeah. the van that the dad and the, the son arrived in. You're and... gonna die now. Oh yeah. The the way that kid sounds yes. is so fucking dope. I didn't like it. I didn't like the way the kid sounded. I liked it. I I did like it. Oh, I and, dug it. I absolutely dug it. Yeah, yeah, I dug it. Yeah. Mikey Mikey decides to pick up some guns because Charlie's like, you either do something or I'm gonna. And he's like, well, I yep. guess I'll be an angel. Mm-hmm. And he goes Old Testament on all their asses. He's fucking <laughs> pumping people full of lead. He he sets the van on fire. Her I daughter. I, you know what? I liked it that part. He jumps down with a with a with like an M 
AR-15 or whatever it is with a M203 on it, but never uses the 40 milli grenade. I see that in movies all the time. Yeah, that's a bummer. Launcher. But Todd's, Todd's pissed about this. You got a literal grenade launcher on your gun, being, dude. Being somebody who's used that, and he's like, "Why wouldn't but you use that grenade launcher? That would have saved you a lot of time." Right. You want to blow up a car and shit? Then why not? Well, he's trying to save that girl, though, and he does. So he uses the gas. I would have just blew that car up because she's like, a dumbass like teenager. And then drops it. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in this scene, he Mike, Mikey uses the fucking gas pump. But the way he uses the gas pump and whatnot, like, it all looks dope. Like, I was like, okay, fuck yeah. Yeah, set the car on fire, rescue, fucking fur daughter. Yeah, he saves uh, Audrey, but fur daughter, I guess, is okay, too. Um, (laughs) I'm calling him what I'm calling him. But then we get, then we get, then we get back inside the the diner. Devil devil kid. Yeah. Don't be scared. I just want to play with the baby. And he tries to kill the baby, oh. like again, like the old lady could have done so easily. So he's trying to kill the baby. Oh. So the possessed can uh, apparently try to kill the baby before it's born. But once it's born, they can't do shit. I Whatever. Thumbs. I didn't see that part. Oh, well, he slashes her, man. Yeah, yeah mean, he be trying to stab her through the cake. Like, so again, and... again, this movie's not following its own logic. It does not follow its own logic. But he's got the knife in both hands. And when he, he cuts her stomach, he cuts her stomach. He cuts her stomach, but then he cuts both of his thumbs off. <laughs> and then Audrey or Fur, what'd you call her? Fur baby. Fur daughter. Fur daughter. She's fur baby. Fur yeah, daughter. The best line, possibly the best. Line, just because I'm a girl doesn't mean I know how, I know how to do this. <laughs> you know. And then you have Dennis Quaid is like. What a way to bring a child into this world. Then yeah, you, you the, hear the trumpet, the big epic trumpet. The, the angel horns. I have them called the angel horns. And just that. Oh, I just fucked Yeah, up. this is fucking Kevin Smith's red state yeah. all over again. That's what it sounds like every time I come. Yep, yep. And then you have Michael. <laughs> yeah, and then you have Michael being the best birth coach ever. Just push <laughs> like you've never pushed before. <laughs> like, I mean, he'd make a terrible midwife. Just well, like what, uh, but you, uh, out of that, you get baby Jesus 2.0, man. Fur daughter and fur mom have a fucking nice apology scene. Yep. yep. The the cry of the baby, I oh, like this, hurts the angels. Like all the yes. possessed. That's like, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that was cool. Oh, and all the well, I'd be shaking that baby all over the place outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't have to because apparently now, and Michael says this, they the possessed can't hurt the baby, but he's coming. Yeah. Yeah. So whoever he is or it is or whatever the fuck. Spoilers, it's Kevin Durant. Yeah, it's Kevin Durant <laughs> as goddamn Gabriel from the flashback scene. Well, and... but then Sandra, though, Sandra, though, gets break breaks free of her restraints, though, and she basically grabs the kid. And she's like, come on, it's just one baby. Like, what? Like, how bad could it possibly be? And then Gabriel bursts through the front door and then Michael shoots her right in the melon. Good yeah, job. yeah, he he, dude, Michael executes that woman. Good. Yeah. Well, but, but I'm just saying, like, but also, but also, and more importantly, Jeep goes in for the for the uh, interception <laughs> and catches the baby. You know what I'm saying? Like he fucking like he fucking channeled his inner quarterback and got that kid, bro. Oh, which, dude. Yeah. Yeah, at, least he, at least he didn't spike it. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what if you, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you Showboating. Yeah. Disqualified. Yeah. Well, and then Gabriel, a newborn baby. 
Gabriel shows up with his sweet bulletproof wings, but then he he very quickly gets into it with Bob, and Bob gets the slice. Yeah. Okay, dude. so y'all wanted to talk about the CGI that I thought was kind of lame. The baby, them wings. Oh, oh the kind of bummed I, I, me out a little. I love them. I, I don't. I, I don't them. find any fault in that. No, I, love I don't. Them. I mean, I'm not saying they're horrible. I'm just saying, like, I was like, oh yeah, that's them 2000 CGI wings. I really could not tell, dude. I'm honestly no, watching you, this movie, and Ricky. I really, I thought it was really good. Ricky, yeah, you watched it wrong. <laughs> okay, fair enough. In this, it's a case, good chance I did because look, when I when I'm telling you, Brent, I've seen this before, and the first time I watched it, I actively did not like it. Wow. So, so this time I've come around a, while, a, a a bit, but there is a good chance that I watched it wrong this time also. Okay. But definitely the first time, because the first time I did not like it. Well, fair enough, dude. Fair enough. The C- yeah. the CGI in this movie didn't throw me like like how it was. Uh, oh, and um, and I, I'm not saying I'm not saying it threw me, bro. I think something I'm, in the tone me, threw no, me. No, I'm saying for me but, it didn't throw me. Okay. Well, okay. I was talking about me, but sure, make everything about yourself. Why it is, you? yes, <laughs> yes, it is the nightclub. Well, Travis, um, Travis is our prophet. Remember that. I'm the host, bro. I'm the. You dragon. know what I mean? And now I'm draconic Napoleon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so after Bob gets the old slissy slice, then Michael tells, um, oh, what the hell is his name? Jeep tells him to find the prophets and learn to read the instructions, and he's like, yeah. What because instructions? He, because he has to repeat it. What prophets? What instructions? You know. <laughs> and then you have Gabriel, and he's like, "I knew he'd send you." So eager to please. And then Gabriel's like, "Unlike you, the rebellious son." He's like, "Your wings—they would have helped you now." The shitty teenager angel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then you have the group. The group's walking outside to the car, and they have that weird. Like weird bag-headed person who's beating on the car with a baseball bat. That was cool was, looking. I that was yeah, I, oh, it I, was like I, I, hell. Like I, what? I love yeah. that this scene, it, the, the possessed part way for fucking the baby because Michael did say yeah. they can't touch the baby once it's born, so they won't yeah. do shit. They're all looking down, basically, like yeah. oh fuck, it's Jesus. We can't do shit against Jesus, baby. Right. Even though before, when she was pregnant and it was in her belly, they could have totally done something. Old lady could have stabbed her. Yeah. So anyway, exactly. yeah. But Gabriel is still well. Gabriel the the birth is... the birth is symbolic. I I, I don't know what of, but I, I'm guessing it, it it's, it's 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 allegorical. No, it's part. It's it's like you said earlier when I brought up this big gaping plot hole. You said it's writing. The movie would end if you don't do this. So that's right. why it's happening because of writing. Be careful. Of the be movie. careful. If there's a big gaping hole, Travis is going to climb in it. Just saying. He's going to wow. fill it with his horse dick. Yes, he will. <laughs> yes, he will. But then you have you have Gabriel who's like, so you think you can defy him and not pay the price? And Michael's like, well, but the child lives and it doesn't really matter what happens to me. And he's like, well, that's a fool's sacrifice. You know, and he's like, you can't run. And he's like, I'm not running anymore. And they get like locked into this like Well, I stare. love this. this well, they, have, they have they have a brotherly yeah. embrace. Like Michael, oh, yes. Michael yeah. touches Gabriel's face, they hold hands. Yeah. But then bruh. it's like yeah, bro. I like this. I, I, I like dug this that a lot. too. Like yeah. they they did not want to fight each other. Right. You know, I like that <laughs> shit. I love this. Oh, it's oh, so his, good. This fucking final battle is 
for me, it's a epic. little well, it's epic, but at the same time, it's a little bit like it's a little matrixy. Oh, like, yeah. I, I love the we're going to shoot for the sake of shooting, but nobody ever actually gets shot. I love the TV smash. I love the oh, fucking yes. the yeah. sledgehammer that you can twist the yeah. fucking handle and it starts spinning. That is everywhere. that is a morning star, sir. Yeah. Well, <laughs> nerd, nerd, or a mace. Yeah, I'd say it's a. I would say it's a morning star because it's uh, one handed or two handed. A mace is normally one handed. And a mace and a mace and a mace does. 1d6 damage, I, whereas a morning sword <laughs> does 2d, 2d, okay, yeah, 2d4. Well, I, 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 everybody, I love... everybody here is agreeing with you, Rick. We're calling you a nerd, but it's because we know and we agree. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's because you know. Full yeah, disclosure, you that's cool, but also I love how the the angels re- require mechanics. Hell yeah, I well, love it too. I think it's dope. I, I, I love. I it. think it's dope that angels have their own technology. But it's also <laughs> stupid. But I love. No, it. that's the magic, bro. Michael gets sliced. Much like Bob did, yep. interesting like replay of things. Din, din. But then, but then Michael's like, "It's enough, it's enough." But then Gabriel picks up his weapon and spikes everybody. And then you have that really, honestly, the like one of the things I didn't like about the movie is this weird slow mo fall of Michael to the floor. Okay. And then Gabriel's like, "You wanted to live like one of them, now no, you die like, like one, one of them." them. Yeah, <laughs> but then he yeah, died. That, that line made me chuckle. Uh, yeah, well, it, it made turned- me chuckle. He but then turns he dies. into light and vanishes. Yeah, and he just disappears. Magically. So back good. to the car, and you have Charlie. So it says, Jeep, your arm. And he's like, another one of his supremely delivered lines. The instructions. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking shit there, Podunk. Okay. Well, this is where the writing is. No, well, this is. Yeah. it's not the Podunk. It's the writing is oh, basically God. spoon-feeding it to the audience. Like, oh, yes, this much. is... Yeah. This is now the angel's dead, so now he has the writing on his body, like how Michael had the tattoos on him. Yeah, and then you jump back to Bob, who's in the kitchen, and he's ripped out the gas line, and he's trying to light his lighter, and he's like, sorry, we're out of business. And there's just this boom. And they give you this little bit of a moment where you think that Gabriel might have gotten fried, mm-hmm. and they're kind of flying down the highway, and it's like, we're coming up, and then there's the Red, Red Ridge Forest, and it's like, hey, let's look around and see what we got for guns, and there's a flare gun, and there's this, but then Gabriel shows back up, and he is pulling a, a full-on Terminator 2, ripping that car apart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, anybody else see that, the Terminator 2 thing there? Oh, yeah, yeah. He gets okay, in the yeah. car, too. He's trying to kill the baby. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Goddamn Jeep is like fuck yeah. this. I'm gonna speed my ass off and then hit the goddamn brakes. Yeah, he yeah he floors it in that fucking old Crown Victoria. You know, there's blue smoke pouring off the tailpipes from the fucking oil burning from the bad rings. But the thing just keeps <laughs> on going because it's a fucking Crown Vic. And then you have uh, audience like Jeep, just do it. And he slams on the fucking brakes, and you got that big fucking crash, and the car just fucking tumbles. Great scene. Great scene oh, where, where Gabriel yeah. goes flying out the front windshield and the car yeah. fucking goes flipping because I was like, God. Damn. And the way they framed it and filmed it, like, that was really, I, yeah, I that really was enjoyed that. Yeah, most definitely. And it's like, then the dust sort of settles and it's like, somehow Charlie is already outside of the car and walking around and she's kind of hauling Jeeps, like, half broke ass out of there. And he's like, the baby. And she's like, alive. And he's like, Audrey? Yeah, not so much. Yeah, so again, Ricky, uh, Ricky, Every white chick dies except the fucking birther of the fucking savior of humanity. So, yeah, don't I don't really follow your logic on that. Okay, so just the angel Michael is racist. Then how about that? No, it's just it's just fucking Jeep. 
he wouldn't let him open the door for the black dude. But boy, when the white girl was in danger. Well, we, and so Gabriel's in there and he's like, <laughs> give me the child. And she's like, no. And he's like, well, then death will come to you both. So, so then Jeep jumps in and he's all up in Gabriel's shit. And he's like, why do you continue to fight? But all hope is lost. And then the best, most succinct line in the whole entire movie. Fuck you. Yeah. I just, I, like, I love that too. Like, I, yeah, I sort of loved one. it and hated it at the same time. Like, really? That's like. Well, no, I mean, fuck, fuck him and his old pretentious poetic ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Your pretentious poetic ass. Yeah. I just, yeah. And then Michael returns and he's like, this can't be. You disagree. Yeah. Him. Michael returns yeah. full yeah. archangel with the yeah, wings. Like he just got the shine. He's got the Aragorn thing. This is yeah. the ultimate yeah. MacGuffin right here. Yeah. This, this yeah. is the ultimate, you're a, like, you're a MacGuffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is the ultimate, yeah. like, yeah. okay, yeah. well, like, now we're just blessed yeah. with fucking. Yeah. You gave him what he asked for. I gave him what he needed. Yeah, like, he's the hero. He's the hero we need, not the hero we deserve. Well, but it's like, yeah, did he ask him for a hand job and he got a blow job? I mean, like, I don't like, like, yeah, like all of it's kind of good. Stop being, stop being gross. No one's, no one's allowed to be gross except Travis. I can't help it. <laughs> and well, then, I'm, I'm gonna say it. This scene, like, this is the ultimate scene where I was like, okay, movie, like, the ending. Oh, I, I was here for it though. I really, I would. Yeah. No, I was not. Well, that's because you watched it wrong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's well, like, I know. But, but the whole thing is like, I would not have shown you such mercy. And he's like, that's why you failed him. And that yeah. look, that look on Gabriel's face when he was like, he had to like put his wings between his legs and tuck tail and run. Hey, I like that he shamed him. I like that he also, shamed him. This yeah. is also where it's like the whole plot of the movie makes no sense. Yeah, but fuck it, dude. It doesn't matter. It ain't made sense. It ain't made sense yet, dude. (laughs) Well, this is where it doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, but I'm saying the whole plot, like the whole overarching plot of the movie is that God wants to kill people. Uh, Basically, basically, Michael went and did the thing and God changed his mind or something. But, you know, whatever. No, no, no. No, God, God had a plan. Michael wasn't down with it. And. Kind yeah, of I know. I know plan. what the movie is, but I'm saying okay. like the logic then, of the movie is that it is basically like Ricky said at the beginning, the whole plot seems to be it was to shame fucking Gabriel for not fucking killing his brother. I, I kind of too, but but at the same time though, I think it's one of those things where when you get up in the morning and your wife says to you, "What should we have?" Gabriel's for tremendous. What, no, what? <laughs> what should we have? Can I finish or no? Oh, uh, can I well, laugh? What, yes, you can. Absolutely. You can okay, lie. I did. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. I asked him to unmute. <laughs> Brent, unmute yourself. <laughs> this is all staying in. I'm sorry. I'm fucking around too much. Okay. Go on. Sir. Hashtag douchebag. Um, <laughs> anyway, no, but the whole, like, the whole point of this is like you get up in the morning and you have your own free will and you're going to do whatever you want, but then you don't and you do what's best for everybody. And like, that's to me, that's the whole point of this movie. It's like it, you live your life, but there are points where you just got to take one for the fucking team. And that's, I mean, for me, that's like the whole gist of this movie. It's like, you have to, sometimes you don't do what's best for you, but you do what's best for the people around you. And by virtue of that, it will be what's best for you. So getting to the end of the movie, you have Michael saying they're waiting. 
you are the true protector and you always have been. Lucas Black, <laughs> in another one of his just awesomely delivered lines, is like, will we ever see you again? And he's like, right. <laughs> have faith. <laughs> And then he's yeah, like, like, what does away. that mean? Right. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like have faith in what, you know? Right. What does any of that mean? Yeah. yeah. And then I thought that was a weird, weird bit of writing myself. Yeah. And they look, they look down in the valley and they can start to see all the prepper RVs gathering, which is awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they kind of, they hike down, you know? And then it's weird because they, they hike down and it's like, it seems like that's the place they want to be at this like weird camp. But then all of a sudden they're on the highway again. And they're driving, and they're kind of in an old truck. It's like Terminator again. Very much right. so. Very much so. But then there's like, he looks down at her, and he sees the baby, but you also kind of see her boobies in the background. So I have this one labeled Babies and Boobies. <laughs> and he has this like really weird wry smile on his face, and she goes back into her thing about how God was tired of all the bullshit. And then and you then get credits, yeah. Oh, wait, but before you get credits, they stop for gas. And this little kid takes a picture of her, mm-hmm. and and he says something, and then and then the guy that's well, next to him's like, hurt. yeah. Then the the, guy, the other guy that's next to him's like, what did he say? And and he's like, yeah. he's like, he says that if you don't, if you don't, uh, okay, for the record, pay for this picture, then his father will beat him. <laughs> for the for the record, she said, "Yena el tanque," which means fill the tank. Final thoughts and ratings. Who's going first? Mr. Travis, go first. No, it's Brent. It's his movie. Fuck you. I'm going last. I'm going last. Pastor Todd should go first. There we go. All right. He's the guest. I have no final thoughts. Well, nightclub. That's a rarity. (laughs) Okay. All right. right. So, the first time I saw this movie, I guess I didn't like it because I remembered when I saw it this time, oh, shit, I've seen this and I didn't like it. This time, I picked up on a lot of things that I liked, a lot of things that I loved, and I remembered why there were things that I didn't like. So I don't know if it's something in the tone or like some of the goofy CGI or just some of the writing in here and there, but or it's probably just a combination of it. But I wanted to love the movie because I love the concept and I love the cast and I love a lot of the certain set pieces but i just there's just something holding it back something holding it back i like the movie a lot that's why i'm not shitting on it i like the movie a lot but i don't quite love it i'm gonna give this a 6.5 uh for me i didn't know anything about this movie going in the cast was phenomenal um their performances weren't the writing is shit um but awesome at the same time you have a lot of great scenes that blew my mind. I was like, I did not expect this in this movie. Yeah, the set pe- the set pieces are great. You know yeah. what I mean? You can tell, you, and I don't mean to be stepping on your toes, but you can tell what they had in mind. You can look at certain scenes and be like, oh, that's definitely one they had in mind when you know they were coming up with the concept of this movie. It seems like a 15-year-old wrote this script or something. Like... Like like a kid that was like, oh, this this would be cool. This would be cool. 
This would be cool. This would be cool. That'll be cool. Yeah, that'll be cool. Just throwing shit and seeing what sticks. Yeah, it, it, it definitely seems like they didn't have the overall vision for what they wanted. No. But I don't think it suffers tremendously for that. I mean, shit, I almost, I almost love it, you know? It's, it's an hour 40, but it's really an hour 30, and there's 10 minutes of credits. There's, there, it, this movie's fast. So it's not a hard watch. And for what it is, an isolation piece about these biblical themes. Yeah, we don't get all of Revelation. Yeah, I know I watched it wrong, but the movie's full of fucking problems. Sorry, but it is. There's plot holes left and right. They don't make sense, but that's also what I love about some movies is that it don't make sense and it's crazy. So this movie got me on the crazy level. I'm watching it and I'm like, well, that's stupid, but hell yeah, fuck it. And then I see spines and I see old evil dead ladies and I see fucking Tyrese trying to save a kid and getting his neck bitten in half and uh, fucking Din Din Quaid blows up a whole fucking diner. Like this movie's dope. I'm going to give this a solid eight. So for Senior Grindhouse, um, this movie, there's a lot of realities for me. Um, uh, being a lovelorn guy who loves a woman who's not going to love you back. So many spots where you have to make a choice to be the good guy. So many spots where you will make a choice that is not necessarily best for you, but it's best for everybody. I've seen this movie probably not bullshit and probably 25 times. Um, it's, it's a movie that I'll put on when I am in a, in a mood where I want to watch something, but I don't know what it is, but I'll put this on and I will try to, I hate to say this, like find some sort of meaning in life. Um, this is that movie for me. Um, overall, it's an eight and a half. Um, Ooh, I love this, this movie. This I is the first it. time Grindhouse came in higher than both of us, Ricky. Well, uh, you know, I did, I did bring, I did bring this one to you, but I brought it because I love it. I think it's got some, I think it's got some great themes. It, it has a great cast. I know some of the acting's a little bit flat, but I mean, that only goes so far as the writing goes. Um, there's some great lines in this movie. There are just, there are some great scenes. The, you know, Jeep diving for the baby, as bad as the baby looks when he dives for it. It's just, it's just that, it's back to him doing what he thinks is right. You know, like, fuck it all. I'm going to do what I think is right. Oh, well, and, hell yeah, he's right. And, and that's kind of what I like about this. Th- this movie is a fuck it all. I'm going to do what I think is right. Fuck yeah. And Todd, you you have no rating. You're like, no, nah, fuck this. Well, I don't know. I, uh, I've i not watched it 25 times, but I, I did definitely not did not get that out of it. I, I Brent, When Brent called me, he says, I want you to watch this movie and I want you to come on the podcast. And then he's a little bit of revelation, this or that. And then, so I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. And I had just read that uh, graphic novel I told you about, 10 Questions for James. So I was like, oh, hopefully it's sort of like that because I had that running through my head and it was none of that whatsoever. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. So this is, and it, it seems like it's a little schizophrenic. It can't make up its mind. Is this a horror movie? Is this a biblical movie? Is this, a, you know, a, um, a drama parent dynamic drama? What the hell's going on in this movie? I could never figure out where the plot was going. It was it seemed like well, it's a, it's a blend. It's a it's definitely a blend. It works for the movie for sure. Yeah, but that's life though. That's every day. One day is dramatic. No, it isn't. One, yes, it is. That's life. No, it is. Well, I, yes, it is. You're wrong, Ricky. You watched. Maybe your life it wrong. is. You watched <laughs> your life wrong. 
You watched you your watched life. your whole. You lived your whole life wrong, Ricky. I, I mean, what I watch. I know. I, I I mean, if I had to, I guess I probably will because I'm at Brent's house all the time, and he says he watches it. And I probably watched it before. I didn't know it because we do stuff and it's on in the background. But I wouldn't watch it again on purpose because I don't have that kind of patience or that kind of time. I don't know. Fair five, enough. I guess but... five. You got a five out of Pastor Todd. I mean, it's not horrible. I mean. I, I mean, I like things with biblical themes, but it really was didn't have a biblical theme other than, like I said, uh, Psalm Angels. thirty-four, eleven, angels and God, yeah. Yeah. Gabriel and Michael. Those those guys are in the Bible. <laughs> those guys, yeah. Pastor Todd's coming in hard at a five. We had an expert on, and the expert said five out of ten. Um, <laughs> yeah. I came in. Oh, I thought about eight. out of ten. I thought it was out of a hundred. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just. Wow. I came in at an eight out of ten. Ricky came no, in with me. a six and a half out of ten. Huh? I'm a five. I'm a five out of a hundred. That's me. Oh shit! And well, for, the record, House, for the record, Pastor Todd can also be kind of a dick sometimes. I can be. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> he admits it. I admit, especially when I've been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> if if you want some real fun, have him officiate your father's funeral. That's, That's dope. And, yeah. and use the term "hookers and blow." Hookers and blow. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Oh, uh, should have saw his brother's face when I did that. <laughs> so Grindhouse fucking won the the goddamn Legion War here. Yeah, yeah he, he finally did. had a score higher than us, which is unprecedented. Which is great. On the show. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. Did you hear Pastor Todd say that he's not a big fan of horror? <laughs> well, maybe so, get me yeah. uninvited, but me no. either, dude. I, honestly, no. I don't get what the big deal is about horror. It, yeah, it, it's kind of lame. Yeah. yeah. Now Ricky likes Ricky likes dramas and rom coms. That's Ricky. Yeah, rom coms all the way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So our next episode is going to be uh, Chuddle the as good as it gets. So <laughs> yeah, next episode. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, stay biblical, bitches. <laughs> Wait for the bell and embrace the ice cream man. Ooh, embrace the Bible. What if, what if God is real? And he doesn't like him. <laughs> I like that sign off. Oh! The earth was spinning all day.